esta música, ¿por qué no se toca en vivo? A ver, toca en vivo. No, pues ¿quién la va a tocar en vivo? Pues yo la voy a tocar, compadre. Probando, sí, y ya hace 20 Welcome to another Inch of the Casserole with Lisa Esparza and Felipe Esparza. Yes, sir. We're back, kind of. I have a little bit of a cold. My, I sound like I, um, <clears throat> my nose is stuffed up. Stanley did everyone's coke and they didn't share. <laughs> I feel like I got punched in the nose three times and it's all dry now. Feels, it's like that dry heat coming through my nose. Oh. I've been punching the nose. It stings. I know. It's it don't just, just hurt. It stings. It's a constant sting all day, all night. Unless they break it, then there's no sting. I haven't had a cold in forever. Forever I haven't had any colds. But um, You had a whooping uh, cough one time. That was a long time ago. That's when I didn't have insurance. So we went no to insurance, the man. We, we had to go in. Clinic. <laughs> we had to go in like um, Dustin Hoffman and John Boyd. You know what? I bet that appointment at the free, at, it wasn't a free clinic. It was just a clinic on a no. sliding scale. Yeah. Um, we had to pay like $100. It wasn't even that much. It was like 85 or something like that. And I got medicine when I walked out. Oh, no, no, no. I went over to Walgreens. But anyway, the... Um, Asian lady, It, it right? was cheaper. Yeah, but it was cheaper to do that, I bet, than my uh, whole bill would have been for my doctor if I had gone to the doctor. And less time and waiting And had insurance. Night. Yeah, I didn't wait any either. I went it was there like when 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I knew about them because I was sick. After coming from New York, I was just dying. And I finally, on the sixth day, I went there, and they gave me, they took care of me. They gave me a whole physical, sugar, everything, took out blood, physical, and they gave me um, medicine. I just um, went to the doctor, and um, they took out blood. And, because, okay, so I had another miscarriage, right? This is our third miscarriage, right? Third miscarriage. I had that in August. And, um... We thought we had another baby. I know. We didn't tell anybody. But it was the same situation as the last time where there was just a sack. And, it was uh, a sack with nothing inside. Nothing inside. All the hormones and everything, though. But anyway. Sad sack. Sad sack. <laughs> it was a sad sack. Oh, well. But anyway, so my doctor was kind of flabbergasted almost. I don't know if he had ever seen that. You know, um, it's not uncommon, but I don't know if he'd ever seen it. This is a new doctor I'm visiting because we moved. So... Um, the mental. <laughs> but he, uh, so he sent me to get blood work and wanted me to get a, a better ultrasound from the radiology department. So I went all down there. But he genuinely see, com- seemed concerned, like, this is weird, you know. Um, and I said, no, 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 it's like last time. <laughs> like, it was the same thing last time. You should go back again if we could charge the insurance company. I know, he wanted to make another appointment, but I don't think he Who was trying you? to get more money. It was just he really did not 
expect. And he felt really bad, you know, like he thought I was going to cry, I guess. Or I did kind of tear up just at the frustration of not being pregnant. But I kind of knew before he put the thing on my belly that it was going to be not um, nothing. I you were a eating a lot for nothing. I was eating. Well, I wasn't eating a lot. I was eating like uh, just around the clock, kind of to keep my um, so I wouldn't get nauseous because I got a little nauseous on this one. I never get sick, morning sickness, but I get like a little bad taste in my mouth. You know, and it happened a year after Oxnard. Or a year exactly after Oxnard, and it happened on the first night we were going to go up to Oxnard because Oxnard is where we had the last one in the car. In the car, and that was a horrible experience, but. Uh, the cop would have pulled her over. They would have stabbed her. <laughs> they, would have, they would have thought something had happened. My organs were out or something. But um, this time, anyway, so my doctor sent me down for that radiology and blood work, right? That one visit, because he did a pap smear too, because they normally do a pap smear when you're pregnant, like the very first, unless you just had one. Um, so he did a pap smear and all that. I owe them like... Almost 500 bucks for that one visit. Wow. They should have a, a prices right for old people to guess what, what the charge was for the hospital <laughs> That's visit. That's a good idea. That will be hilarious. <laughs> Two old people walking to the hospital for <laughs> a, a checkup. And a then sketch. now they have four, four mm-hmm. old people of different nationalities. Guess what was the, can anybody here guess what was their co-payment for that visit? Right. And then uh, that's the Latino guy. Wow, man. She should have went to Mexico. Yeah, yeah. It'll be ten dollars. Yeah, because the black guy goes, man, forget the co-payment. How much this bitch got to wait in nine for that bullshit? Then everybody, will, no one of these old people will answer the question. They just complain about their experience. They mm-hmm. were doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Cause they try to charge you five hundred dollars. No, that's what's left over for me to pay. Cause the insurance covers very a little of dollars. it. Well, cause I've, we have a deductible, you know. Oh, yeah, we're with what Cigna. Uh, right now we are with um, no, we're with um, Anthem Blue Cross, but they pretty much run the market out here in California. Um, we've always had some sort of some form of Blue Cross. Anthem was crazy before Obamacare. They, I remember Isaac had always had his own standalone insurance because it was too expensive to cover him on our um, on my work insurance or on his dad's insurance. Right at work, it would have been like three or $400 a month for just him to add him on, right? So we got him an insurance plan for like, it was like $130 or something like that each month. So he's always had it. But right before Obamacare, like a year before, when I was kind of hearing of plans to kind of stabilize the market, um, his insurance went up 50%. 50% increase. And I was like, how is that legal? That's crazy. I had never heard of anything like that. But when before, you know, I didn't pay much attention to how much my insurance went up because I was part of work, you know, and it was my work plan. And so it was kind of spread around amongst everybody, right? So uh, I didn't really pay attention to when it increased because for the end result was maybe it increased a few dollars per month, maybe $10 a month. You know, it wasn't crazy. But... um yeah, these insurance companies are out of control. I mean, we know people in the insurance business. They're rich as fuck, man. They have a lot of money. And not just, I don't mean health insurance necessarily, but insurance in general. Fucking racket. And I feel like an old man complaining about the you know, Archie Bunker. Like, I remember, insurance racket. No, the kid, I used to watch the old commercial with this old white couple, and they were like signing up for insurance. 
Now they don't know what they're talking about. Do you remember the old man going, what happened? They had me sign here, sign there, <laughs> sign here, sign where. Finally, when I made it to Blue Cross now. <laughs> well, our friend, when she went to the hospital, right? She waited about nine hours. Oh, yeah. The free clinic. Yeah, our friend Sandra. She went to... That's it, another it was option county. Don't know about, huh? It was county where she... I mean, she it was... Wait, county? Yeah. She went to the county hospital and she... They don't turn you away there, right? They can't turn you away at, at any emergency room, but um, that's not... You know, she wasn't in the emergency room. She went to urgent care or she was trying to go to urgent care. Went down to county, and she said she waited nine hours, and um, she had fallen and hurt herself. Was that a, a lunch break? Days before, and was really she thought something was broken and all this, right? So she sat there for nine hours waiting. Her hers wasn't extremely urgent, but they don't even prioritize by urgency at the urgent care. They don't even ask you really what what you're there for until you get in to see the triage nurse, you know. So, um, so she got in there, or she didn't even get seen by a doctor at all. And she got some x-rays taken by the, I guess, the triage nurse or, or the nurse or whatever. So then um, she never saw the doctor. She just went home and figured she'd just call for the results the next day. I don't think anything ended up being broken. But I took Isaac to the urgent care. Um, I'm waiting for that bill now. The same medical group. And um, I went, we went at like 3.30 in the afternoon after he was out of school, he had something in his eye. He thought he had pink eye. And his dad thought it was pink eye and said, look at his eye when you pick him up because it looked a little pink this morning, right? I look at his eye. He's got an object embedded in his eye. Okay, It's like a, it's like a little... Um, it looked like a, a black... A piece of like black rock or something that had embedded in his eye. And I said, you have something in your eye. Can you, you know, blink, roll your eyes around? He said, ow, ow. He was like, it was stinging him. It was hurting him. So I said, you spent all day like this at school? Yeah. He said, yeah. He said, I just thought it was pink eye. And, uh, but it was getting worse, right? So the pain was getting on his, you know, it was driving him crazy. It was stuck in his eye. It wouldn't come out. And um, so I said, at least if you had gone to the nurse, the nurse's office, um, they would have called me, you know, and we could have gone to the doctor earlier. So anyway, we head to the doctor. They uh, don't even ask what we're there for. We sat there for two hours until we saw a doctor. And that doctor couldn't do anything because the, he said the eye center left at 5. And it was 6.30 now. It was 6.15 now. Were so we we'd in been a village there. here? We've been here two and we a half a, hours. We live in a village, only had one doctor? Yeah, two hours and 45 minutes, yeah. It wasn't just one doctor. It was just this was the doctor I got assigned to. There were a few on staff. But so he couldn't do anything for Isaac. And I said, so Sorry, wait. the doctor's not here. <laughs> he sent the him home. on vacation. He sent him home with some antibiotic ointment. But I said, he said, uh, come back tomorrow at noon and you can go to the eye center. They'll be open then. And I said, so you're sending him home with the object in his eyeball? <laughs> he said, that's all I can do because we used to take him out. You just put, he said you just used to just swipe something right across the eyeball, right? And we could take it out. But now, because fragments had been left behind in, in some instances, they said we, we sent them to the eye center so they can kind of magnify the eye like a thousand times or something like that. And they can make sure they got everything. So anyway, Isaac went home. It was still miserable all night. And then I was worrying about him all night during his sleep. I was like, oh, it must hurt. It must be hard for him to fall asleep, you know. 
Next morning, wakes up, that thing is gone. So he must have been like rolling his eyes around, you know, during the REM sleep or something. And uh, it dislodged itself. I don't, we didn't find it anywhere. It was a mystery. But then his eyes started getting better. Oh. But yeah, urgent care is crazy and uh, medical care is crazy. It's a horrible system here. You know, we were like, years ago when I taught childbirth, I used to pull out the statistics and everything because some people, you know, they just give their their whole care to the doctor, right? When they when they're pregnant. So this is part of my my uh, teaching was showing them that there are other options, and you're a customer. You can actually question your doctor on their stats and that sort of thing, and shop around for the right kind of doctor that fits what you're looking for, right? Somebody who'll let you do certain things in labor. Other doctors might be more strict about that sort of thing, like eating or drinking things and um, not having monitoring and all that stuff. So uh, we used to rank, I don't know what the current ranking is, but I think it's still pretty much the same. There were 26 countries that had better um, infant mortality rates than we did. We were like 26th or 27th back then. This was 10 years ago. And uh, Cuba was ahead of us. All these other countries were ahead of us in their infant mortality rates. They have less people, so. No, 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 this is per capita. This is not, this is like, it's, it's held, it's held, uh, they control for population in the statistics. What I'm saying is they rank If, if you would have posted that statistic up at the, on Facebook, somebody would have told you, why don't you just move there then? <laughs> just move there if you want to live there. You're not happy over here being second. Yeah, it's crazy. We weren't even, we're not even second. We're not even 10th. We're not even 20th. <laughs> well, there you go. I'm telling you. We're last. We're way, we're not last, but we're not, uh, we're not as great as we think we are. I'll tell you that. <coughs> we're number one in drive-by shootings. <laughs> that might be true. Okay. I'm going to make that a thing. I'm going to spread that around. So, yeah, we, uh, we bought a house. We yeah, moved. we moved finally. We yeah. live in a valley, in the big valley. And it was fucking hot as of two weeks ago. I wanted to kill myself. It, it reached 115 was the highest I saw it. It was like 115 degrees, man. It was hot. 115 and, uh, you know, roughly 109 most days. I was so tired of it. It just would not stop. And it was, there was no air, no wind. It was just, just hot, just sitting there, hot. But I don't think that's just the valley. I mean, it was a heat wave, definitely. The rest of LA was hot too, but not 115 hot. Yeah, 115 was hot. I don't know what I did. Got fat, slept a lot. <laughs> yeah, we had, you worked a lot too, though. But you had two gigs canceled this month because of the hurricane. Well, actually, Houston is still going to happen, I think. We're going to do it as a fundraiser, though, because it just feels yeah, wrong. Yeah, we, we get to cancel Orlando. Yeah, Orlando just got canceled because of Irma. We thought we were going to have to cancel because of Hurricane Harvey in Houston, but um, the club said that not all the areas are affected. Their area is not, and there are still people who want to come out to shows, especially after being home and bored for three weeks. But I just feel wrong, like... You know, trying to sell tickets to people who, you know, not everybody has lost everything. Not everybody's got damage and stuff or is homeless, but there are enough people out there who are. And I think it'd be weird to just see. Yeah, just sell them extra for merch. <laughs> but anyway, so we're going to turn it into a, um, a yeah, fundraiser. Yeah, so Houston Improv will be half 
for the yeah, cause, half, half for my agents, I guess. <laughs> I'll have to pay you because you're paying for flights and stuff. And, yeah. Um, but the, uh, you know, the other half is going to go to some a couple charities. We have to decide on a couple charities. That my mom needs charity. <laughs> I'd like to pick an animal charity and a human charity, you know, down there. The ones that are helping rescue the animals. They need a lot of food and, like, blankets and stuff. Maybe a construction um, company that's doing a lot of freaks in for free. Yeah, that's another one. I think there was one that posted on your uh, social media, maybe, right? Yeah, I got to give a uh, donation to Joe Osteen, too, for opening up his church. <laughs> oh, Do you know that Tyler Perry donated 250000 to him? To who? To Joel Osteen. To open the door. No. He said he was donating. He donated a bunch of money. And he said, then he said how it was going to split up, split it up. And some of it was going to some rescue charities over there. And then the 250 of it, 250,000 of it was going to go to Joel Osteen's church because he was a good man. And he's known him and his wife for years. And he's basically standing up for them saying, no, 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 everybody, he's okay. You know? And uh, look, man, uh, it was weird. It was weird. It was like an endorsement from Tyler Perry. It's not just an endorsement. $250,000 goes a long way for Tyler I Perry know. in that church. Can I, sure. He could put a poster of Medea 4 in the you bathroom. Know, you know, that's how he started his marketing for his, his one, Genius, man, one man. man show. Genius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. On oh, that furniture store, too, in Houston. Oh, yeah. What was that guy's name? Couch man. Sofa. Sofa king. No. Sofa man. Sofa lofa lofa. Hold on. Mattress Mac at Gallery Furniture. Mattress Mac at Gallery Furniture in Houston, Texas. This guy, he let everybody sleep on his couches. And beds and stuff. And kind of like the way I sleep at Ikea when Lisa <laughs> goes shopping. In his showroom. So that was cool of him. We went to see Paul Rodriguez's play. Yeah, if you guys are not doing anything, anything, this next Thursday through Saturday. Thursday through Sunday, I think. Thursday through Sunday at the LA Theater Center on Spring. On Spring and uh, around 5th and Spring, downtown LA. It's a movie. Um, last it's a play. Well, anyways, if you guys, let me catch up. If you don't know yet, my pilot didn't get um, shot. Right. Yeah. So they paid they, for a script and, the, and they then paid said nothing. For the script, and they said no. There were five shows starring Latinos up for pilots this year. One was yours. Yes. With two Latinos, with two showrunners who've had lots and lots of TV experience. One of them did My Name is Earl uh, and uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. The other one, and also Yes, Dear, years ago on CBS. Yes, Dear. And then this other guy. And he wrote for Cristela, too. Peter Murrieta wrote for Cristela. That was Bobby's credits. Wizards of Waverly Place. Wizards of Waverly Place. Yeah. Uh, Those were his shows and a bunch of other shows. But uh, that show didn't get picked up. Paul Rodriguez. With Cheech Marine. With Cheech Marine. And And P-Rod Jr. P-Rod. Like, that fan base alone should green light it, right? Angela Johnson. Angela Johnson was up for one on NBC. Nope. Fluffy. Uh, Fluffy had another one on, on ABC. And Gina. And Gina Brion on CBS through Kevin James's Kevin James. uh, production company. All those, they said, nope. 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 
So Paul Rodriguez wrote a sketch, no, wrote a play about the process, about what it takes to get a, a pilot or how to... To get a show sold. And uh, not pick it up, not that, a shot. That has a Latino cast, majority Latino yeah. cast. How to, get a, how to sell a show that's not going to get aired. Yeah, yeah. Basically. It's called The Pitch. The Pitch. So it's just about pitching a show. And it stars Paul Rodriguez and Mike Gomez leads. Yeah, he plays the cop in uh, Big Lebowski. The cop in Big Lebowski when he's at the junkyard picking up his car, and he goes, um, "Hey man, are you gonna are you gonna, gonna cast, find these guys? Find these guys?" And then he goes, "What? Yeah, man, I just called up the crime lab. They just hired two more detectives. Yeah, they got to working in shifts. Leads." Yeah, that guy leads. Yeah, he was cool guy. And have you ever seen The Professional? The movie The Professional? In the beginning when they shoot this real fat guy? He did it too. He plays the producer. I don't remember him in that. Watch it again. <laughs> I've seen it a million times. You uh, better pause and stop. Please, <laughs> That's true. I don't pause and stop. I don't like to do that. You pause and you'll, you'll watch a movie over three days. So, and then you'll watch it again. We watched the play. We did the meet and greet. That was fun. And everybody wanted to meet you. You weren't even in the play. <laughs> that was funny. I didn't even notice that. Paul was real happy you showed up. Yeah, man. And um, my friend. Paul was really happy you showed up. Oh, he was, huh? He was very happy. You know who, who went to the show? Um, e Zone went to the show by himself, I think. That night? No, the next night. Mm. I saw him on. I saw him all faded. And he took a picture with uh, Mike Gomez. Mm-hmm. He goes, just saw the play with Paul Rodriguez, support Latinos. And then he wrote, I'm here with Mike Gomez. You might know him from the Big Lebowski. And he asked like leads. And everybody was writing stuff. He goes, yeah, man. They got, somebody wrote, they got to work it in shifts. Funny. Man, when the first time I saw that dude, I was like, what? Still know, the not goosebumps. Sh- I'm not sure if we'd said it. On here, but no. yeah, we were at Latino Laugh Festival in 2007. They picked up a limo for my fat ass. They didn't have pads. You didn't even know. No. I was like, what? They picked us up at your house. We had to go. They took that limo, took you to Ross. Ross. So you could get some pants because you busted your pants right there. Busted my pants and I ripped the belt. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were, you were coming off a good one that day or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the limo picked you up, picked us up and, uh, drove us there at the cocktail reception that night. Felipe sees this guy. Now Felipe's drinking, but sometimes he has like magical, like abilities, you know, when he's, even when he's loaded, like he'll remember every detail about that when he's not loaded. Anyway, so he sees all across the room. He sees this guy. He goes, Mike oh Gomez. my God, leads. I said, what? And then he runs over to him. He spots him from far across the room. Then he runs over to him. There's a million old Latino dudes that look like this guy. A lot of people are there. Every Latino has been on everything every, once. Yeah, every Latino has been on TV once, at least. And then a few others, like Oscar Nunez was there from the office. Oscar Nunez was there. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And the so, unforgettable daughter from, the forgettable daughter from leaving, from leaving Las Vegas in Chevy Chase. Las Vegas vacation. Yeah. Yes. His kids, so, you get forgotten, huh? Chevy Chase kids? Yeah, except... One was Juliette Lewis, and one was Johnny Galecki from Big Bang Theory. There you go. And Roseanne. They made it. He became a star. But then Anthony Michael Hall, but he did not become a star. He was a bad guy for some reason. Weird. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, so the limo picked us up. and or so, Oh, so we're at the cocktail reception. And then 
You see Mike Gomez. You see Mike Gomez. You run over to him. 50 yards away. And then, and the guy's like kind of taken aback because you're about to attack him. You're a big guy running over to him. And he's like, huh? And then um, you hadn't performed yet that week either. So he didn't know you were a performer either. So... Uh, then you you turn to your friends who are across the room and all you're like them. you're like Rick guys Ramos. look leads leads so all these grown men are running over to him going, we leads. ran to him like he was part of the the Beatlemania or yeah. Menudo yeah they all ran over they were taking pictures you didn't even know how big that he was in that role he had no idea how much people liked leads leads and also just all the Big Lebowski stuff you know Liam's man so now I wonder if he goes to those conventions now. I think he does because when I when I bought the Lebowski T-shirt, I asked. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, that's awesome, right? Like he didn't know. Yeah, and but he remembered you from that night. You asked him about that. He doesn't remember right now. He was giving me the Hollywood, yeah, right. (laughs) Oh, he did. I didn't hear it. He gave you the Hollywood, yeah. I think he remembered, huh? Oh, I didn't see him. I'm pretty sure he remembered, man. I I won't forget about man. Long hair, big guy. Yeah, Yeah, man. But Paul, Paul was happy I showed up. Yeah, Paul was real happy he showed up. Me and March Brother showed up. And um, I didn't really get know that um, we had a guest on a podcast named Gracie, and this, she was sitting. No, what's a full podcast? What's a full podcast? She was sitting in the front. Well, she used to babysit Paul Rod, P Rod, uh, when he was doing little. that show with Danny Guerrero. When Paul, yeah, so yeah. He, she knows Paul personally from way back. Man, there were a lot of Latinos there, actors that man, I know him from that one thing. <laughs> I know. And John Savage was there from Deer John Hunter, though. Savage, little John Savage. I didn't recognize him, but I was like, I recognize this guy, but what I, I don't. Call him John Boyd, huh? No, when he came in, you said, "This is Rutger Howard looking fool." It was funny <laughs> on a row, man. Yeah, making- Felipe's got a talent for watching people come into a room and giving them nicknames. Just strangers pour into a room and then giving them all nicknames. We're talking about. What they were doing last, or something like, like that. I, I see a fat make lady. A funny story about him. I see a fat woman or somebody, anybody wearing anything that resembles black and white stripes. I always say, "What's those Beetlejuice over there?" Anybody it doesn't have to be fat. Yeah, or skinny. The Beetlejuice one is not funny though. What you think? <laughs> the other one. You never heard funny. it on stage. I've heard you say it on stage. Not funny. We saw a lot of lookalikes. A lot of bullshit artists, too. That's a lot of bullshit artists. They got one movie. I know, man. But the play was well, right? Paul could write. Paul did a good job. It's a good It's good because, you know, I hate plays. And, and if you want to learn about movies. I think the listeners know I hate plays. Yeah. Um, but it didn't feel much like that. I mean, there were some parts where, yeah, it was very play-like. But um, it's mixed in kind of with stand-up too with him doing like asides to the audience and describing things but it's really good as uh, a description of what it's like to go through this pitch stuff and at the end you get to see the sizzle reel the real sizzle reel of p-rod that they made with p-rod and edward james Olmos. it was a good one it's funny these three generations of people and um are of a family um and it, it, it was good it was good i can't deny it they had good chemistry i don't know who says no to that but I didn't see the script either. But then they put him with a bunch of white writers who didn't really know. Because when you, when you have an idea for a show, 
they're not expecting you necessarily unless you come with them and say, I have a script or I've written this and that. They're not going to trust you with a show your first time out as a writer. Who the hell do you think <laughs> Everybody, not, we're not just talking about um, oh, just specifically Latinos. Yeah. Look, Christella had to go through that and so did a Wendy um, Whitney Cummings. Whitney Cummings. Yeah. You know, she they had two shows and yeah. she still needed a backup. Yeah. Well, because they were both sold at the same she had time. The Whitney, Whitney show, right? Yeah, she had Whitney, and then she had Two, two Broke, Broke Girls. Girls. But and she was not starring in Two Broke Girls at all. But that was uh, that's the thing. Like, if you're not experienced, they're going to pair you with a showrunner, and usually a seasoned showrunner who's got writing experience. And it's kind of like having an adult chaperone. Um, and then sometimes it's more involved, where they're actually writing and helping write um, the script, but. So anyway, they're pairing Paul and, and them with this these writers that they picked, and then they rejected the script still. So kind of like what happened with you, too. Although they didn't pick the, the script. He had a different deal where the studio picked the uh, showrunner. Mm-hmm. But you, you got packaged through your agent with a showrunner. That was good. That was good. I, I, I felt like I hopped along Cassidy on that. <laughs> you did a good job. And I got to see you focused and committed to that. You know, it was good to see. So, um, so yeah, so your pilot didn't get picked up. Yeah, so that's, that, that's what happened. That's what Paul Rodriguez, oh, the whole play mm-hmm. is about. If you're looking for something to do, I think it's all ages. It's all ages, I think. Or if you, if that's, yeah, if, if you have kids, you say, well, that's something my kids won't, won't be into. Well, you could split the family up. Because right next door, it's the same theater. They're oh, showing yeah. the Latin, multilingual. And it's, I, don't, I don't know what it is. What kind of Aladdin it is, multilingual, but I really want to go see it. Or uh, my friend, one of my friends with the mariachi, he stars in it. It was funny, man. I took a photo with the whole cast. wasn't even there. <laughs> you weren't even in it. Yeah. I got like a two for one, man. But everything all around, good actors in the show, and man. And um, Paul Rodriguez with his stand up on the side keeps the pace going in the play. So it's not like one of those yeah. plays where you're gonna pass out. Yeah, yeah. But no, I would say, if you, and then later they th- they sh- and they had stuff on the backdrop. I thought that was kind of nice. I liked the TV. Yeah, it was good. Kind of felt like a TV show almost. It was good. Um, let's see. We've had uh, so we, our, our so rabbit is happy things. in the house. A rabbit. She loves this place. She's out here running around. Yeah, right now I don't know where she is, but she loves to get into the plants and hide under the palm trees. And so she loves it. We've been um we 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 find we moved that was stressful we got that done, but now we're like, Lisa, we're getting ready for the HBO special to come out in yes September thirty September thirtieth. So Lisa been doing yeah. a lot of editing. Not editing. We've been pr- approving promos, promo clips, choosing changing jo- promos, choosing jokes. Uh yeah, because the whole DACA thing, we wanted to change the stuff around because one of the promos was one of his jokes from this new st- new special, but. Um, just hearing it by itself, it sounds a little harsh, you know, so we figured we'd pull it and change the the promo. It's The joke's still in the special. It's just that sometimes when you hear a little clip from a comedian and you hear one of the, st- one of the jokes that might be, might sound controversial without anything else around it in context. And especially if you don't know him, you might and think he's acting like that. Yeah. So we got to kind of play it carefully. So we changed the promos a little bit. We've been trying to get this vinyl thing together. Yeah, we're going to make records, yes. real vinyls for sale. Yeah, we're not making CDs. We're going to do digital streaming, and then we'll do vinyl. I think it's going to have a little poster and a um, uh, 
download card in the vinyl one. So you get all that together. And that's coming out November 30th. Are we doing a collector's uh, It's a audition? double album. It's Yeah, so 500 numbered um, albums. They'll be officially numbered and everything through the... And those will be the collectors. After that, it'll be a different one coming in. After that, I don't know if I'm going to make... We might do a reprint, but okay. it won't have all that so stuff with it'll be $550 it. each? Yeah. That's what we're going to do at double first. Album. Double so album. Two records. Two records because Badass. each record, see, this is a thing. It gets expensive too when you hit double album because uh, each side can only hold about 20 minutes of content before it starts to kind of fade in quality toward the center of the record, right? Um, so um, maybe you could squeeze 23, 25 minutes on a side, especially if it's like audio or i mean tech i mean um what am i saying spoken word instead of like having to hear the horn section perfectly and all that stuff but i didn't want to lose any quality so we went for the double album and it's about like 18 minutes per side which is perfect i was looking at those old rodney dangerfield albums and richard pryor and chi chin chong it's like 11 to 15 minutes on each side i didn't even, I didn't even it know always felt longer things. didn't yeah, it did. yeah so, you know, you're really only getting half an hour on an album, a comedy album back then. Maybe 45 minutes, maybe. Really, so, I don't even think that. <clears throat> so it was split, huh? 18 and 18, maybe, huh? Yeah, so what they did, what I think it was, was they, when they did the, did they didn't have digital, though, where you had the whole album. They didn't have specials out all the time, either. Not everybody had a TV special. You know, Cheech and Chong did records before they started doing movies. They didn't have, like, a special you know, people just shared it and and then and they aired on the radio sometimes. Yeah, like, and so so they had um so uh what was I saying? But uh, there was no one, one man show. No oh, no specials. specials and stuff. Yeah, so, so the album. So the album. I think what they did was they recorded the whole set, which would have been an hour, forty five minutes to an hour back then. Um, and then they they call it selections on the vinyl. So. Selections um, include whatever. So that's, the, and then they'll list the tracks, right? So they just chose certain jokes to go on the album and not everything's on there. You know what I mean? We didn't document everything back then. That People didn't think that was important, you know, I guess. Have you ever seen a double comedy album? No. I don't think I have either. Oh man, no, Cheech and Chong. Some of those were double. Yeah, some right? of them were about double. Yeah, but it's not stand up. It's their sketches. Ton sketches of sketches on there. Yeah. So that's coming out. I've been working on that, and um, the audio's mixed, mastered. Everything's getting pressed right now. Um, we can't do pre-sales according to our contract with HBO, so they will go on sale on November thirtieth. November thirtieth. Yeah, and. Um, I also submitted you for a Grammy, but that's just submitting. We don't know how that'll work out. After you submit, you gotta be nominated. After you submit, then somebody you're gonna we're gonna put everything together on their um, kind of like SAG, where they go to the website and they see who's running for each category, right? I'm about to pay for for your consideration. Yeah, so your agency might do that, but. Um, You'll do for your consideration stuff to kind of campaign for your stuff to get chosen. And then, but I already know two of the members are going to vote for you. Um, you know, Sin Kirin, he just renewed his membership too. All right. So I know he'll vote for you. And then this other guy, Tomas, he does a lot of 
Spanish Gomez. albums. Ooh, but I didn't know who he Gomez. was, but he was willing to submit your album when I was looking for someone with current Grammy membership. And then we got it all worked out, so we didn't use him. But um, So we submitted your album, and we'll see what happens. And we'll see. But I think it's, I think it's great. It's a great uh, and timely special. What else? What else? You love this house? <laughs> I'm oh, really man. happy with the house. Our neighbor house, which we don't know because it's like one, three, like four people, two, two, three houses in front of us, two on the side, one on the side, but we never see them. It's, we can't see anything. We live by the freeway. It's super quiet. The French, the, but the fences are high enough. We don't see people. Yeah, our, our neighbors um, have like a tomato vine and it's hanging over our house, so it's our tomatoes now. <laughs> Little tomatoes. I'm trying to get some more stuff. I'm about to planted. let the Godfather. Remember the Godfather one before he died? Having a little heart attack. So, yeah, I'm over there cutting cherries, eating them. Yeah. I'm waiting for this blackberry bush to produce fruit. There's a lot of runners down here, but no fruit. Are you talking dirty to me? No. The blackberry bush. <laughs> we should be drinking a lot of modelos lately. Oh, shut up. Micheladas, if anybody is wondering, looking for a sponsorship for. Enchilada casserole will promote your michelada cup. Yeah, our 20 listeners are going to run out and get you some know, michelada. I saw a michelada mixture at the at the marijuana shop uh-huh. for With michelada. Yeah, oh I'll, I'll get it for you. I would be passed out for days. I know, passed out right there, all swimming, I can't all do tan. edibles. I can't do it. You Ed- can't. Edibles lately, anything, any digestible marijuana, it's just too strong for me or something, but I feel like I'm starting menopause. I feel hot flashes. I have to lie down. I have to sit down. I, I'm par- extra paranoid. Like you were talking about taking them on a plane, like right before you take off. Or, I or, pass out, Lisa. I sit there and go and think about the ways that the plane will crash and what oh, the wait. plane crash will be like and the wreckage and me finding through the wreckage to find you. I'm, I go that far into my my paranoia of this plane's going to fucking crash. I've only had, I think, a, a plane paranoia. I've never been paranoid in a plane. Because I I I um I I remember what you t- you told me, you know one I don't know what you said but you said that um you said that you're on a plane with your with Isaac you know if it goes down you're oh my- that oh at least we're together and he's not going to be without a mother or whatever you know <laughs> we'll go down together which is such a morbid idea I know but my son my that would be without a kid. Eh? <laughs> I'm just uh, but, thinking about my son you but, know like I don't want him to be without a parent you know it's so um. There's people who are, who are scared because that's what you said last time that once you hear turbulence, farts. Oh, people start to fart, man. Every day, anybody, people, I don't know what it is. I guess it's the pressure too. I think people start to get gassy anyway, but people don't hold it in on the airplane. They need to let, they need to hold that in because that's disgusting. And it makes let's, you have, let's you make a little fart room in the airplane. Yeah. A little place where you go in there, a like fart section, like, like smoke cigarettes. You put your ass right there, you farted. <laughs> Sucks it all in. I know when people are farting, but I don't know if it's coming from a person in front of me or, be, or behind me. I don't know. There's a cloud that rises oh, when, I don't know, when there's man. turbulence. But I feel like I'm the only one that's smelling it. No, everybody's just pretending not to smell oh, it. Oh, fuck that. Next time I, I feel like sometimes I say, man, hold, yeah, I, I'm going to pretend I'm talking to the phone. Yeah, man, hold on, man. Someone just shit in their pants. <laughs> Oh, it's gross, man. It's so nasty. It's it's so gross, and it's um. You don't smell that in first class. Well, it's more comfortable. See, there's less turbulence in first class. When what? you're in first, it's less. You don't feel yeah, nothing. Yeah, man. 
Nothing. First class, I can deal with that. Man, if I ever go to Europe or somewhere, man, I'm going to use the money they pay me for that gate to just go first class. Because <laughs> I know it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good money to go over there. All that money is going to go for a good yeah. first class. Spend it on the experience getting yes. over there, yeah. First class flight, you and I, and the rest of the money for the first class hotel. That's it, man. Well, they'll book that, but yeah. Because yeah. I, I don't want to be stepping over people, though, for 11 hours. I know. I want to have that. You said you were on one of those See, I've been up trying to upgrade you because you've got miles and now and um, and sometimes lately the the airlines like I can catch the right deal and upgrade you for just a couple hundred dollars, you know, and bump you up to first class. And I feel like you travel so much that you deserve it every once in a while. We don't do first class all the time because you take people with you most yeah. of the time, and so I'm trying to save money on flights. We have a lot of miles. But, Plus, we have some of flights that were canceled that that. Airlines make it super hard to get your, your flight canceled, flight back on now. Yeah, except Southwest. Like, Southwest gotta, is easy. You got to go to like 10 web pages. You can't find yeah how to redeem your flight credit. I hate that. American's the worst. American's the worst. United is pretty bad, too. Southwest is the easiest. And Delta. Delta, I actually like the actual flight experience. I like Delta a lot. Um, but you were on a United uh, first class, and you had a bed. Oh, I've seen that only once in my life. I think that's um, amazing, and it was only like to Milwaukee or something, right? That's when yeah, you went. It was like a little bubble or igloo. I don't know. Yeah, what like it a was. little pod. Yeah, it's like each person had their own little pod, and you yeah. could turn a different direction, right? Like yeah, left or right. I got in there, and right in front of me was like a de- a little desk where I could put my backpack, or if I want to lift up my legs, I could lay them. A thing slides out, and I put nice. my legs on it. So my seat went all the way back. And the legs went forward like a like a dental chair. Yeah. So I, I could have got my teeth filled while I'm flying. <laughs> but it was super comfortable. I was up there with um these two, a bunch of kids that were traveling with their rich parents. I, I thought they were from a reality show or something. <laughs> but they, they probably got upgraded just like me. Yeah. Yeah. But man, they passed out snacks, snacks after snacks. Some people act like Guy Tori was saying he he seems to travel first class all the time. And he was saying his wife was in first class when he had to move his flight to another time. And there was only one option and he had to go to coach. And he said he saw his ex-wife in first class. He passed her and her husband. Damn. And I'm like, they're Michael first class all the time. Michael also on first class. Yeah, well, Michael, you know, he makes good money. He only travels alone. I think it's because they don't take anybody. They you just, don't take nobody. They, take they no just merch use either. their whole um, flight budget, their whole travel budget for... And the openers are already there. Yeah. They, we we just we split our travel budget because they give a small most clubs theaters don't it's you pay for everything yourself with a theater but uh, most clubs they'll reimburse you a little bit but it's not enough for three people you know so we eat a little bit of travel cost but it's worth it in some gigs to have extra help so what else babe so what grade is it again now I seventh eighth, eighth grade eighth, eighth. I had to take his phone away all summer because he's he was sending inappropriate uh well, he was receiving inappropriate he things, was sending but pictures I think he was asking one pure here. <laughs> he wasn't sending pictures, but I found pictures of other people and his Snapchats and girls sending him pictures in their underwear. How old are they? Same age as him, oh. fourteen, thirteen. But you know, I said, uh, I, I, mean, I got to admit, I just worked that on stage at some show that shit did not work. What? What you just said right now. 
I said that, yeah, some girl said my son inappropriate photos of her in a little bikini. And I don't know what to do, man. Should I go tell her dad or her mom or should I wait till the till the photos get a little bit more inappropriate than they go, hey, look at your little fucking whore daughter right here. But that shit did not work. I could see you like that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even write it down, man. I, I was just, and I, and I was trying to like, you know, it, it felt like uh, I was swimming. People don't talk about that, man. When you, when you try a new joke like that and um, you've been doing comedy a long time, you try to, you commit for that shit, man. That's why I learned, man, because I was, I was committed to it. Then I'm thinking, but I'm going to stop. I'm already five minutes in. There's no laughs. <laughs> I'm going to turn it to 30, 40. Then this is how, this is how, this is how, this is how old, older comics start bombing. They commit to a shitty joke without knowing. It's how younger the first comics rule, do. The first rule of comedy, if it don't work the first time, let it go move on to the next joke. Yeah, so many new comics don't do that. I know. They, they just hold, like that guy, that one comic at the Laugh Factory, he was bombing hard. And Jamie came in, the owner. And he said, "Why the hell is this guy up here? He had been uh, he, the would, he had been up the light. he had been up for ten minutes of a twenty minute set. Why is this guy up on stage? He's horrible. He goes up there and he flashes the light for him to get off. The guy still stays up there for his full twenty minutes, and Jamie's flashing the light. He gets off, and the manager said, "Didn't you see Jamie flashing you the light? Why did you stay up there?" He said, "I wasn't done with my set yet the the light <laughs> the light is off. done." <laughs> The light is when you're done. There's a reason why they're flashing you, idiot. Bombing hard. Just, and they don't. They're not listening to the audience and realizing that the audience isn't laughing. So they, you know, you don't. We don't need a seat filler up there. You don't need to fill that time. There are plenty of other comics over there waiting to go up. Um, we haven't really talked about it a lot, but um, if you guys are not doing anything, November 11 and. I'm going to invite you guys Even for Even if you free are time. doing something, cancel it. If you are doing something, cancel it, man. I'm doing probably, I'm, I'm hosting probably one of the biggest shows you can ever go to in, um, in, in fall. In your lifetime. In your lifetime. You never see so. these groups ever again. It's like, it's like Lollapalooza for your dad. <laughs> no, and you. And you. I mean, I, I'm going to just tell you some of the bands that are in the show, that I'm hosting it. And also, there's it's called Tropicali Festival. Tropicalia. Tropicalia Festival. And it's going to um, be in Long Beach. Uh, yeah, it's going to be at Queen Mary Park. At Queen Mary Park. And, and it's, it's run by the OC Observatory. I'm going to read you some of the bands. The big bands are going to be there, okay? Chicano Batman. Chicano Batman. Kali Uchis. Kali Uchi. Brenton Wood. The Delphonics. Yep. Uh, Los Tigres del Norte. And headlining the show. I mean, yeah. headlining the show. Los Tigres del Norte. Also. Sonora Dinamita. Sonora Dinamita. And the song you just heard in the beginning of the show, Celso Piña. Celso Piña. And su acordeón is going to be there. Celso Piña will be there. Evelyn Champagne King. Evelyn Champagne King. Uh, Las Cafeteras is going to be Las Cafeteras there. and Buye Pongo. And Pongo, both What's Up Full Podcast guests. and Also, they're going to have free tacos till 4 o'clock. Yeah, of all kind. They have vegan tacos vegan and tacos. meat tacos and all Dia that Dia de los stuff. Puercos will be there. Dia de los Puercos, Carnitas, El Momo, Mariscos, Jalisco. Jalisco I'm wearing a tux, Lisa. Burritos, La Palma, Pez Cantina, 
Calo Provisions, Taqueria La Venganza. That, they're from the Bay. Yeah, they're good. They never, we never catch them when they're down here. So that's going to be awesome. People are buying tickets. People are flying hosted in to by, watch this show. Hosted by Felipe. Esparza. Hosted by Felipe. I would fly Esparza. in to see that too. That's a great. And Genuine, if you and like genuine. that. Mad Lib. Mad Lib, who did a great album. Mad Lib. Blue Note jazz samples. He did a, a great album. Um, I think it's called Blue Note. He's a, and he rapped over a lot of these Blue Note, famous Blue Note. Um, uh, jazz songs. And it's, it's weird, funny because Lisa and I, all summer, we didn't go to no festivals. We didn't go to baseball game. We were so We went to one busy. game, that's it. When? The one we, oh, that was last year? When Did we, we go went, this we, year? We sat behind home plate. Oh, yes, it was this year. Well, when, when, you, to, when you met Tommy? Yeah, Tommy uh, Lasorda. We Lasorda? went to one game. One game. I guess that was what? Right after April, huh? Yeah. Also, people, the inner wave will be there. La Banda Scalavera. It's a ska band. Pity Party, Surf Curse, Jesse Reyes, Cosmo, Pike, and Nemo. It's so sad, Scam too, because uh, people think that Felipe put this together, this concert oh, yeah, together. Sad. So he's getting a lot of emails from bands, bands. and rappers and musicians saying, Bribing me. What can I do to, how much is it to uh, get on the show? And he's like, what? Like, oh, the Tropicalia Festival, you know, you, I'm hoping uh, I can get on as another band. What's what's the fee? All this stuff. Like, this is this is exposing the pay-to-play pay um, situation that young musicians face, young bands face. 51. I didn't even know that, that people pay. My cousin was talking about that. He's in a heavy metal band. Or he doesn't do it anymore. He quit. Like five years ago. Because of that? Yeah, but they got really close. Like they were opening for, I don't know, Puddle of Mud, and they opened for, mm-hmm. uh, uh, oh, some of these other tool. Did they open for tool? They got very close, but see, these bands come to town or to a festival. They don't know who's on the bill, they, they don't, don't know, know who's opening. They're just booked to headline, right? And then the promoter goes, hey, all you, uh, Whack-ass new musicians, whatever. All you people who are struggling, um, if you want to open for a tool when they come to town. $500. $500 for the opening there. spot for, no, like 10 minutes, 5, 10 minutes. And then um, $2,000 for the, the middle spot or whatever, whatever spots he's got open for that, that show. The money goes straight in the promoter's pocket. The headliner doesn't even know. No. That they're doing this to the these opener bands. just makes merch and the opener yeah they sell hopefully. merch yeah hopefully sell cds and get a few new fans and uh but it's that's the way it works it's Felipe's like look sorry to burst your bubble but i'm i'm just hired to host like i'm not making any decisions on talent involved everybody's hitting me up about it man I'm photographers a, I'm, and all sorts of people i'm gonna wear a tux I'm going to wear the same tux as Chicano Batman. Yeah, nice Chicano Batman style tux. Velvet, brownish, reddish. The ruffles, Mm -hmm. the same kind. Yeah, the ruffle shirt underneath. With the one with a, I don't know if it's a tie or a bow tie. Be like 70s uh, prom. Yeah, man, I'm going to wear it. You do it without a tie, just open it up a little bit. I'm going to wear it um, either, not not purple because I look like Beetlejuice. No, I'm like burgundy, brownish. Or blue. I'm going to think royal blue. That'd be nice too. Yeah, man. Like I I can get a light blue dress. Yes, because when I was a kid... They, they, they don't know, it still exists. It's called Victor's Clothing on Broadway. Oh, yeah, like the, st- and, the suit. And there used to be a poster up there of a guy with curly hair wearing a, a badass tuxedo. Yeah. So I'm going to get the same tuxedo. 
I'm probably gonna have it um made specifically for me. Tailor, 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 man, and I buy some nice shoes to wear with it. And I'm gonna wear that when I start hosting. But during the day, you know, I'm gonna wear casual. To eat tacos. To eat tacos. They stop serving tacos at four. You don't have to go up till five. But the festival's all day. But all day. to get we gotta get there earlier to get tacos. You're coming off an army gig. You're starting a little army base uh, tour in November. And so you're coming off that the day before. And then I think also the day after or two days after you have to go back again for this army base tour. Yeah, man. Anyway. So I know we have a million things to talk about, but I can't even think of one. Your new hairstyle. I have a new hairstyle. What do you mean? I lightened it a bit. I got a haircut too. With a lot of money. <laughs> Felipe got a diva cut for his curls. Oh, they're getting a diva cut. All these little pageant pageant moms were in there getting their daughters some blonde hair. We're trying to like test out all the new places near us. You know, keep the money in the community. But yeah, it's it's tough to find new hairstylists and stuff. But I think we found a good one. She's good. Yeah, she's good. But I yeah, got my teeth clean. What? Me too. Make your kids now. About time. <laughs> Even kids be one in a month. What? I'm Why just you kidding. Like that? I'm just kidding. Why you act like that? I'm just kidding. I know we didn't really kiss more than one day a month. I'm with you. He's been very busy, man. So. Been very busy, and then he gives me a guilt trip that I've been ignoring him, I guess, because I'm not sitting at his feet waiting for instructions. I'm, a, I'm in the bed naked waiting <laughs> at 3 in the afternoon. Nothing. How am I supposed to know? The texter. How am I supposed to know? I'm in the office. I'm in the office. So he's giving me a guilt trip about ignoring him. It's just that he's been home all the time, and, you know, I'm working. I can't, I'm not on vacation. He's He gets a gig canceled. Suddenly it's a little vacation for him, but I still have five days of work. You know, that was going to do a lot of work. I'm walking around like Tom Cruise in risky business. <laughs> He's in his underwear all day. <laughs> Acting like there's nothing to do. There's Easy. a lot to do. And I'm so busy. I'm like thinking about all these little things I have. I feel like I'm spinning plates, you know, like on the Ed Sullivan show. And one of them's, well, all of them are shaky and about to fall. And I'm running back through and just shaking the poles that they're on. Looking for slippers? Looking for Miss Slips. I don't know where she is. Oh, you guys don't understand, man. This rabbit loves running outside. I think they understand. <laughs> you guys understand, really? <laughs> Do you think they understand? I think they understand. <laughs> Lisa has to take a lot of tartar off her teeth. <laughs> That's not true. I didn't have any tartar. No, I had stains. No, that stain. I had stains. That was crazy, man. Look, like, Felipe just, just wanted me to feel bad right now because no. I made fun of what he said. You I don't hear remember. that? You hear that? He, I she make fun of back. something I he said. I forgot about that right now. No, you, it would just happen right now. What? I said, I said, do you think they understand? Because you said, you guys don't understand, man. This rabbit loves running around. I said, I think they understand. <laughs> so then you take that as a personal insult to the way you speak. But the other day I did something similar and you said, yes, yeah, so I'm Mexican, all right? <laughs> like I was insulting the White you people being in the Mexican. Hobby ganging up on me. We're not ganging up on you. He thinks we're ganging up on him. He says, what did you say? He said, 
<laughs> he asked my son if he wanted to go get cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon rolls. <laughs> he said rolls. Cinnamon well, rolls. What the hell? You hear cinnamon Listen, and roll. What the hell do okay. you think it is? I know. It's okay, but you no, said but I roll. Talking, but he, I wasn't talking about, I wasn't worried about him. It was Lisa came in and instigated. <laughs> no, because you were looking at him going rose. And I said, what rose? You said cinnamon rolls. But it's just the way you pronounce that, and it's not a Mexican pronunciation. This is a California pronunciation. That's what I'm laughing at, because you said cinnamon rolls, and that's the way you say your O-L sound at the end. But it has nothing to do with a Mexican accent, or East L.A. even. It's a California thing. Cinnamon rolls. <laughs> so then the next <laughs> words out of his mouth were, yeah, yeah, I'm Mexican, all right? And he walks away. I thought he played. No, you were you, you yes, went out. You went through two doors away to get away from me. We have two rooms. <laughs> These are the arguments we have. Felipe thinks I'm thinking of him as the Mexican who can't speak. When I that's not even in my thought. For my husband who said Rose, <laughs> that's it. He gets so offended. I had stains in my teeth, so he wants to tell everybody that. Had? Yes, they're gone. Yeah. They were in between my teeth because I had the, that antibacterial. Yeah, rose. cinnamon roll in there. <laughs> like cinnamon or something. I had to do a... Um, scrape it off. No, I had the that special rinse after I had my surgery. Man, you, know? you told me about that special rinse, that it, purple one? I said, no. It's like a clear blue, like mouthwash, but you have to do it. It's antibacterial after you have some sort of surgery or a tooth pulled or whatever. So I've been working on my tooth. I'm going to get an implant at the end of this year. But it's healing, so I had to use this rinse. But the side effect of this rinse is it puts these like brown stains on part of your teeth. And I didn't even notice because, you know. It was like in between each tooth, and I had grown used to the way my smile looked. But she's digging in there trying to clean these stains off. But I didn't have tartar this time. So I was, my teeth were in good shape, but it didn't feel like it. It felt like a really annoying cleaning where she had to scrape a lot. But she said, no, it's just the stains in there. I had to work really hard to get them out. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. But, you know, I had a, one dentist I went to, I think it was Zen Dental, after they cleaned my teeth, I mean, after I had that rinse that's that one, one time. That's the one dentist have blood and forehead from cleaning your teeth? No. I never said anybody had blood on their forehead. What's wrong with you? Again, he's just continuing it now. No, I'm not. Yes, you are making me feel bad. My you teeth are bad? fine now. No. Okay, my teeth so are fine now. But she just threw me a, <laughs> a, a napkin full of boogers and tears. My snot red because I have a cold. Um, what was I saying? Oh, so they did something because I had a deep cleaning and they gave me some of that rinse too. When I came back from my follow-up, they did like a like a sandblasting. Have you ever had them do that at your t- at the dentist? They I the, the first and last it time I ever air. had that. It was it felt like cold cold air. She said this is gonna be really cold, but it was a power blast of like sand or polish or something, and it got rid of those stains. My teeth had never been whiter. It basically was throwing a lot of the little grains at my teeth, at, and it, it got the stains off. It was like power washing for the side of a building, you know, sandblasting. Man, they were scraping the front of my teeth this time. Man. The front? Well, the front. Well, the bottom teeth. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. In and, between? Um, 
She and uses high pressure water. She goes, a lot of plaque here. And I could feel it, man. It was like oh like sand flying everywhere. That's gross. Yeah. <laughs> but you floss and water pick every day. We haven't we haven't had a floss here in a month. You know, there's floss at the store. But there's none here. <laughs> and I gave you floss like two weeks ago. There's no floss here. No, you Nobody place it you place me. it somewhere. I use water pick every day. You got a floss too. No, I apparently I don't. Said. Apparently I don't because I don't have any. It. I didn't have any plaque. You paid him just not to say that. <laughs> I didn't have any. We should have a a, a, a tar contest next time with the dentist. He has more. <laughs> when I got there, she said, "Oh, I'm gonna have to numb your husband or something." <laughs> I said, "Oh, he's sensitive." He's very sensitive. <laughs> she said that now. Yeah. After we did it. I guess she thought you were, maybe she said maybe you were nervous because it was a new place or something. I think she noticed that you were tensing up or something. Did it hurt? No. No? I felt better. It hurt me because that water, I'm so sensitive to the water. Although the, See that? That sensitive toothpaste really helping me. I was worried about the, the water too because the other one, I, just, I couldn't take it it's no more. It's too cold. Yeah, but. Um, she uses kind of warmish water. I don't I know think. why she used it. Why can't it, dentists use warm water? Stupid. <laughs> It's there. I know. It's there. It's available. I like, see a little hot button on I know there. people that, since I was a kid, I guess I always had sensitive gums. Water, when I drink water straight, it always fucked with me, like yeah. ice cream. Yeah. Some people just have sensitive. That, that just means I think your enamel is a little thinner, you know, so your nerves feel it. Or a Krispy Kreme donut gets near my teeth. My teeth start to go vibrate like, it's too much sugar. You ever had that feeling? If you guys could see that face. <laughs> You want to say do it again. <laughs> uh, I feel that on popsicles, man. I've, I've, I've never enjoyed a popsicle in my life. Even though the one that we have in the house, I just cannot. I, like I, don't, I cannot enjoy it. I like popsicles, but I can't bite a popsicle. Like, What's the point? You Isaac's know? dad will bite a pi- popsicle. Like He'll just eat it like that. Like, like just bite into the whole thing. I know my dad used to, used to suck on a lollipop for like three seconds and then start crunching that shit. It's too hard, yeah. I can't do that. Your dad's a machine. Your dad's like having a little pot belly pig around the house. He'll eat everything, huh? All the can- No, he'll hide the candy. He'll eat all the scraps. He'll eat the candy. Suck on a bone, Rasa. Yeah, he'd suck the marrow out. He'll suck everything out of the lobster, even the gross uh, green bile. The whole thing my dad will enjoy, you know, even now, <laughs> to go to a restaurant and they bring him a cooked marrow sizzling. Because he was doing that before it was popular. Yeah, now it's all fancy and these fancy restaurants. I cannot believe that that they're doing like, that. I'm glad now. we never had it's a gross. dog, you know, to get, to give him bones because he would have been like, really, They've no They've been marrow. fighting over the marrow. <laughs> That's gross. That was always the grossest part. When I, my dog, we used to get him soup bones. And, and some of them would have a marrow running through it. And I was just thinking, oh, this is, they scraped this out for like bone marrow transplant. Like, that would, it, it made me realize this is just like our bones. And then my grandmother said something about people eating that. My grandmother ate just like your dad, your dad eats. Just suck everything out. Man, I remember he would just crunch up the, the inside of a crab, you know, like regular, a whole crab. Uh-huh. And he'll make a hole in the bottom of the top of the crab. All that stuff inside of the crab. It's gross. And put lemon and tabatio and just suck it up like it was straw. Not even paying attention to the bad stuff he's getting no, in man, there. No, man, just too. eating everything inside. Gross. Gross. That's funny. All right, so let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. Yeah. We should do another one. 
Okay. Well, let's end this one. I was going to out the wrong thing. <laughs> Anyways, uh, everybody, um, sorry it took us so long to come back. but And we I can't promise that we're going to be any faster next time, but we'll been, try. Uh, it got stuck. The, the water turned off. We've been super busy. Super doing busy. Doing the other podcast every Wednesday. And now Enchilada Casserole. But thank you guys for listening. And for the people that come up to me at the shows and say you listen to the pod, the Enchilada Podcast. Because you're Mexican. Enchilada Casserole Podcast. Enchilada Casserole Podcast. You know, let's say shout out to that guy. When we went to the pitch, there was one guy named Filiberto. Filiberto, what's up, fool? I thought you were an actor there. Yeah, so he 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 looked at us. He turned around and goes, I thought he was from the 50s. Because he had a hair slicked over, you know. And he had like a little blue. He looked like a bad guy on Batman. suit, you know. Yeah, he looked like a bad guy on Batman. like The original Batman with Adam West. And then he goes, he turned around and he goes, What's up with enchilada casserole? When are you guys gonna do another one? I said, huh? What? Oh, you listen to that? It threw me off for a minute though. But a lot of people. Um, let me do little shout outs. I met a couple of ladies who were in Milwaukee who listened to the podcast, Enchilada Casserole. Yeah. Her and her husband. Who's this? Stephen Bryant. S.A. Bryant 74. He said, may we have some enchilada casserole? We're serving it up. And uh, Anker. What's his name again? Forget his real name. Anker. Do you remember his real name? Pedro. (laughs) I think so. Miss Slips. He's waiting on the vinyl album. Uh, Marco A. Guitar from La Santa Cecilia. He listens to both podcasts, I think. Um, KSDS Father. Sorry, I couldn't give you advice. You emailed me for some advice, and I don't know. I don't know how to answer that still. There's no real answer. No real answer, bro. Um, Different situation there. Uh, And I don't know all your issues, you know, right now. But anyway, you know what I'm talking about. Um, Who else? Big City Baby. CJ from California. Prof Zoom 56, Robert, and of course Derek and Ari Slifer. What's up, fool? You can see them on the opening credits of the show. I think they are in the opening They're credits. Like in the front there. line. Yeah, in the line that Felipe slaps everybody's hand in the opening credits. And they show that on the promo, too. Uh, learning to be vegan. That's Mandy. Get bluebirds are going to grow over there. <laughs> Rebecca Murillo. Who? Blueberries, the I'm gonna grow with the blackberries. Is she eating them? Yeah, not eat the whole plant. Alex DeLarge, of course. Alex, thank you for those Mexican mugs, too. Um, he thank came you. to our yard sale. Thank you, everybody who showed up to our yard sale we had at the house. We had a fat boy yard sale to sell a bunch of old clothes and stuff and, and merch, dis- discontinued merch. Everything was like five bucks. Um, Man, we, we, we were a, slashing prices. We were slashing prices. Remember Somebody all, got some good shit there. All they that got, stuff we left in the front yard, it was gone the that next was, day. That was a nice little Danish coffee table, and it was basically it was free at the, the end of the one? day. No, the dark, the dark brown one that I loved. Oh, yeah. I hated getting rid of that, but I didn't. I can't, it's not something I can ship somewhere, you know what I mean? I'm talking about the yellow one we had in the kitchen. You saw that? You saw that? You, that one, no, that one got 
taken for free as well. We paid like a hundred something. Right? No, we paid like seventy five dollars. It was good. Che- it was it lasted good. us like five years. We it had was it for good. a long it was old time. school. It was one of those tables that expands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had a little. Well, it folded down. Oh, it folded down. <clears throat> and then, uh, but Alex came by. He brought us some Jamba Juice, and he brought us uh, a couple mugs for our new. Um, and I, I, I actually, I forgot that he got those. And then I was opening stuff and unpacking, and I saw that those mugs. I was like, oh yeah, these are the mugs he got us. Being hap for me, Belen Lara. Leo twenty three underscore twenty three underscore twenty three. Um, yeah, Javier Cano, Osukano, Joma Peba five. He's I think he's in New York City, right? Maybe New York City. Yeah, I think he's in New York City. And you're coming to New York. We've got a lot of new dates coming up. Tour. Uh, a new little tour that's going to start in January. We haven't Fresno, announced yet. Bakersfield. Fresno and Bakersfield are at the end of December, by the way. The We're same day, same back to back, huh? Yeah, next the same weekend. I'm doing, am I doing Fresno, Bakersfield, and Sacramento? No, Fresno, no. Bakersfield at the end of December, like second to last week, or third. I don't know, second weekend. I can't remember the exact dates right now. And then, um, but it, we're not selling tickets yet. We're just not even announcing it yet. Um, no, we're not announcing. But there's that, and then January you're doing Sacramento, and no, Sacramento Fresno is happening the first of the year. I think Bakersfield is with Salinas at the end of December. That's what it is. Salinas and Bakersfield, and then Fresno and Sacramento, Chicago and New York the same weekend in January. And that's going to be cool. The Vic Theater in Chicago and um, PlayStation Theater in New York City. A bunch of new dates being added. We're working on San Francisco. San Francisco, can't wait to go there and hang out with you. We're working on... Eat some good-ass food, man. We're working on... What else? Microsoft? We're working on... Yeah, well, that's already downtown happening. That's, al- that's already... Um, oh, yeah, di- downtown LA at Microsoft Theater. That's going to be um, February 24th. We just booked that, just confirmed it. But again, all these are coming up later. Um, so they're going to do a, a whole announcement because he got a little tour with AEG as the promoter. So AEG. Moving on up. Testing them out. So um, come on out to those if you're in town. They're only one-nighters at theaters, one show. And um, I think it's going to be a fun little tour. I think so, too. All Especially right. Chicago. Yeah. And next month, you're coming, October, you're coming to... Um, Let's see, September 30th, we've got, well, we have San Jose this weekend. I mean, next weekend. San Jose Improv. Just the 15th and 16th. And then you're going to do um, Houston, the 21st through 24th. That is going to be a fundraiser with half the, half the proceeds going to um, two different charities. We haven't announced it yet, but they'll be directly related to the hurricane relief effort. Yes, they will. And then um, the uh, 30th of September... HBO, HBO, HBO Now, we, HBO we might Go. Be, we, we are going to have a viewing, are we? Or We're not? going to have a viewing party. We're going to invite some guests from fans. I'm working it out with All Things Comedy because it's going to be on their site. At the, I mean, at their um, venue, at their little, um, at the studio. Mm-hmm. At the studio, we share the All Things Comedy Network shares a big studio space with a film company that makes independent films and commercials and stuff. And so they uh, have a big soundstage we can have the party at. And it will, we can watch the special there as well. 
but it's a limited a limited amount of seats. So we're really only inviting um, crew and friends and family. And then we're gonna. I haven't decided. I haven't found out how many seats um, that we can give to fans. But um, all things comedy is working that out, and we'll probably have it set up where it's um, tickets that you can get for free. And you just have to go and reserve them online. I think that's what I want to work out. And once they're gone, they're gone. And that's it. So um, keep that in mind. And we will talk more about it as we get more details. Yes. And then in uh, October, you're going to Nashville, Zanies, Huntsville, Alabama. Stand up live uh, for one night. That's the first weekend in October. And then we've got uh, Reno and uh, Reno. San Diego. The same weekend. Humphreys by the Bay. Humphreys by the Bay. And then uh, Silver Legacy Casino in Reno the next day. Larry Bubbles Brown going to be on those shows. Murr. And Rodrigo. Murr going to be in Reno, right? Not, yeah. Not Humphreys. No, both. Humphreys too? Yeah. He's so coming to Humphreys and then going up to Reno. Well, three of us are flying together? Yeah. Okay. Four of us. Rodrigo's going too. Murr. At least he's going. Murr. Going. Yeah. Wow. So then we'll Don't have... sleep to Brooklyn. <laughs> then we'll have... Uh, Let's see what else. Um, you're going to be Nashville, Huntsville, San Diego, Reno. Oh, Phoenix at the end of October. This is a podcast festival with all things comedy. It's not a stand-up show, but there are some some stand-up showcases happening as well. I think you're going to be on one of them doing 15 minutes, maybe two yeah. of them that same night, and then doing a live podcast. Uh, so it's live podcasts, a bunch of live podcasts from all the all things comedy people. Um, plus a few little stand-up sets here and there. Um, and from there, I'm going somewhere, huh? You're going to the Army thing right after. I think you have an Army base show the day before and then one the next day or something like that. Okay. Then November, Tropicalia. Ontario is supposed to be November or December. Um, and then Addison, Texas. Salinas. Bakersfield isn't on here. I have to see what's up with that. But that's it. That is it. And also, um, also don't forget that um, if you want to watch the play that Paul Rodriguez wrote, The Pitch, it's at the L.A. Theater Center. Go over there and tell Mike Gomez, Leeds, <laughs> and tell Paul Rodriguez, what's up, fool? All right, man. Thank you for listening to Enchilada Casserole with Lisa Esparza. That's me. And me, Felipe Esparza. That's you. I hope you guys can understand me, and we'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> Y desde Monterrey